thank you for downloading this in-ear entertainment podcast. You're listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets. Sonnet 96. Some say thy fault is youth, some wantonness. Some say thy grace is youth and gentle sport. Both grace and faults are loved of more and less. Thou makest faults graces that to thee resort. As on the finger of a throned queen, the basest jewel will well be esteemed. So are those errors that in thee are seen to truths translated and for true things deemed. How many lambs might the stern wolf betray if like a lamb he could his looks translate? How many gazers mightst thou lead away if thou wouldst use the strength of all thy state? But do not... Yeah, that was right. But do not so. I love thee in such sort as thou being mine, mine is thy good report. That was Sonnet 96, which tricked me at the end. I am Mark Chastley and you're listening to Shakespeare Sonnets. And I am joined by a very fluffy head. Cherry Healers. You've got very, very fluffy, nice hair today. It's quite, it's quite foofy, foofy, foofy hair. Puffy. I have puffy hair. Foof, foof with an F. Foofy. Oh, foof. I, I can yeah. hear you very badly. We do. We are having issues with our Skype connection today, listeners. But seeming we record our microphones separately, you aren't. You're just hearing a very, very clear conversation, which is bizarre. So we're hearing crappy. We, this is our. This is how we sacrifice for our art. We hear the crappy connection, and you get the good connection. It's good. That's 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 because we are professionals. We are professionals, and we never talk about the technical problems that are going on. And we no, always no, and we always focus on the sonnets. We never get drawn off into conversations about other things. <laughs> not, not, we not we mine. we should. I I don't know what this this um. It, we're still. Apparently, this is the last of the um. The group of sonnets where he um, attacks the uh, the fair youths. Oh, bad character. I quite like that. It was giving the fair youth a bit of depth, which was quite nice. Yeah, he might come back to it. I mean, he kind of pivots between "You are so beautiful" and "I love you too." You're a dick, and then. Yeah, just because we, we, we've had sonnets before where he kind of just justified. That that the fair youth is beautiful on the outside, but not on the inside. We got the whole legal um, jargon in in early sixties or seventies. Yes, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, he got very pissy with the youth around there, um, and 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 now he seems to be saying that that the the faults he has become graces because he is the fair youth. That it seems very much that that. Shakespeare's now trying to convince himself that any fault in the fair youth isn't actually a fault, is is a good thing. So yeah. so some say thy fault is youth, and then the next line is some say thy grace is youth. And I, I love the line that as on the finger of a throned queen, the basest jewel will well uh, will be well esteemed. The idea that you could give the queen a, a piece of stained glass to wear on her finger, but the fact that the queen wore it imbues it with uh, a rarity and a quality and a and a price and a and a aspirational quality and the fair youth does the same to negative traits which is still very true today you you get the 
dress worn by actress so and so and then they just I mean they are usually very expensive dresses in the first place but it just just it sets a standard and then and then they can just just basically create the brand Marcus yeah, gone again. Yeah, I, I've turned off my my video to try and free up some bandwidth. Is what I'm thinking might clean up our audio. I can try that. So maybe that works. Yeah, in, that I, has actually in, worked. Does see clever Mark? Um, and and we see that in, in in today's society, which wouldn't have been so much the case in Shakespeare's time. But the traits which are rewarded by our society, uh, our society being a, a more advanced capitalism than than Shakespeare's time would have had rewards that kind of ruthlessness and that kind of uh, single-minded uh, uncompassionate uncompassionate that's such a proper word well done mark but uh, the 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 idea that i only look out for myself and if you're a successful businessman or successful manager you you kind of not in every case but in some cases you you don't really care about your staff you're you're not sympathetic to their feelings and our society rewards that and they have become because of the society we're in, valued personality traits, or, or at least rewarded personality traits. And the same thing's kind of happening here with the fair youth. The fair youth is making the negative personality traits he has become wanted by the others, others around him. I want to be like him, and I want to act like him, and I want to look like him. Yeah, I wonder how much that is true, though, that we are still valuing ruthless managers... I mean, in this country, there's kind of an aversion to managers in general because there's this whole obsession to 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 abolish the the mid-level staff and then then get rid of the people who actually decide what is going to what gets done with the money, which is yeah. a stupid idea in itself, but a different discussion. But <laughs> we we kind of well, especially in the creative industries, though, we're getting to well, not just creative industries. If you look at places like. Um, Google, Twitter, startups, culture, where they have playrooms and, and everything is colourful and they have candy machines and, and, and they, they can go and play football at work during their lunch break or whenever they want a break kind of thing, which is rather the whole happy people do, do better work as yeah. opposed to the, the Microsoft, you need to sit down and you have to type code for, for for eight hours on end and and if if you are the weakest out of the five people you will get fired yeah which is i it's it's interesting having uh, i guess started uh, if people don't know this is this podcast is produced by a company i started called in-ear entertainment i we don't go on about it very much um but uh, technically i'm an entrepreneur which is really bizarre uh, and I guess technically this is a startup, and Thierry is is wonderful and, and is very helpful, and and he he does stuff for Inia too, some very important stuff. He does the stuff that that my brain is too dim to do, essentially. Um, <laughs> it's true, but it, it, it's it's that that idea, yeah, that modern idea that that you have fun at work, or work should be fun, which makes you more productive. I think is utterly true, but I still think a lot of companies in the UK at least and I oh, no I'm not going to stretch that to America because I don't know but in the, in the UK at least it's very much you come in you sit down at your um, desk and you work for seven hours a day and that's all you do 
uh, and you just work and you churn through your work and then when your work's done you ask for more and then you churn through some more and it's faceless and soulless and that's I think where the ruthlessness starts getting rewarded when when if you can shift your work onto someone else you still get the praise for that work being done and things like that I don't know that's true but, I, but I'm not I'm not sure if that's if it's generally a revered quality though if if you if you are ruthless and then you you take credit for work you haven't done no you're not you're not getting any admiration you're just getting hatred uh, hatred by maybe your work colleagues but by the business as an entity um i would you get rewarded for it in a sense that you get more money and you work your way up the corporate ladder yeah i guess that's true i mean i mean it's more as a I don't know. As a society, do we look up to people who who are ruthless? I, I mean, think, we I we think... we had we had one of the most ruthless people in the country in in the form of Rupert Murdoch, and he, he got completely destroyed because he also did a lot of illegal stuff. Yeah, but <clears throat> he did. Take there there it was to no. There, there was no. No one admired Rupert Murdoch for for achieving that. Everyone wanted his company to get destroyed and 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 for him to flee the country. Oh, that's that. I think that's a big stretch. I I think the government was quite happy with what he was doing up until the point the people stepped in and said, "We don't like this." Well, yeah, that's what I said. As a society, that we we, yeah. we didn't look up to Rupert Murdoch. But I still think I I I guess you we have to frame all of this conversation in the sense that we both work vaguely in in the creative industries or, or creative charity public sector um if we were to have worked or to be working in the private sector the sort of traditional private sector i guess i wonder if our view will be diff would be different and i mean i, I know, know i've met people who who's very much is get on anything that I do wrong isn't my fault it's someone else's fault and I will shift the blame and and it's it's interesting uh, it was it was an analogy I was trying to make about the 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 way in which traits become wanted and I guess the analogy was that the fair youth is making the negative traits he possesses desirable because of his beauty um I don't know if that holds up maybe maybe it doesn't hold up it, I mean it might <clears throat> It might be what Shakespeare is going for here, though, that to, to create that idea that that not being nice is is, is a uh, is is a quality that other people strive for because they associate it with his beauty. Yeah, which I guess is true for celebrity culture. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah maybe rather than traditional industries. Is... Yeah, that's probably a better analogy. I, yeah. That, that we look up to the traits and I suppose that's happening you can link that to there's a major problem uh, I believe in the UK at the moment with um, uh, with a desirability being placed on not knowing things on being ignorant and of being uh, of being stupid essentially especially with uh, young girls there seems to be a a pride puts in not knowing things which it comes down from celebrity culture there are no or very very few well-read intelligent female celebrities 
Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, don't, mate, the, the, I guess what you could count as celebrities that female that that I, well, not follow, but I'm aware of and and like are, are mainly comedians. Which, I mean, the, the at least the ones I follow tend to be fairly smart. I mean, people like Sandy Toxvig, for example. Yeah, but that's not the kind <clears throat> of person that a twelve-year-old girl is going to be. Yeah knowledgeable about I it would be a very interesting 12 year old girl who knew who who Sandy Totsvig is I'd like to meet them but but most yeah I'm sure they're out there but but yeah I could I I see your point Miley Cyrus who 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 is someone that I didn't know existed before this weekend um did something very odd and stupid and couldn't dance and pulled faces and people are very upset but from what I understand she's the kind of person young girls are looking up to nowadays yeah, well, because she used to be... That's what happens to Disney people. Because she used to be Hannah Montana, like a, a, a TV show made by Disney, where she was just okay. this this cute little do-gooder who, who never made any mistakes, and then just to, to, to kind of show that she has grown up, because she's like 20 or 21 now, to, to show that she's grown up, and then to move away from, from that Disney image, to just go the other extreme. Which which tends to happen. I mean, as was the same, what happens to Britney Spears? She just just went off the rails and and which is which is what happens when way. and that's actually a very good analogy because that that's what happens when you hold people up to a unobtainable standard, which is exactly what's happening with the fair youth. The fair youth is being given this godlike status because of his beauty, which is essentially what happens to these celebrities, and it's impossible yeah, and for then someone they just, to live just up kind to of lose it. Which is sad because then they get blamed for for, for losing it. Yeah. Like Which when when, not... when Britney Spears shaved off all her hair and then just did she do drugs or alcohol or something? But just just completely lost it. The, the media jumped on her as just what Supposedly, what a bad human I... she is for 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 just crumbling yeah. under all that pressure. Yeah. Which I, I yeah I don't necessarily. Think, I think anyone but under that kind of pressure would, would yeah, yeah. You know, a little bit loopy. And I believe that there was a reason she cut off her hair. It wasn't a sign of madness. It was they were uh, insisting she do drug tests and drug tests are done through hair samples nowadays rather than pee samples. Mm. I, I, I didn't follow it that closely. I just, just yeah, just the media just, just immediately, just, well, the yellow press and, and things like Fox News that just likes destroying people yeah, so 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 what we're learning from Sonnet ninety six and all the other sonnets is really is that you you shouldn't put people up on these unrealistic pedestals. Well, I'm wondering I'm I'm wondering if that's a lesson that um, Shakespeare will will come to realise. If if I that's so, because because you said in the previous sonnet there's two two outcomes to this. Maybe the third yeah. one is realising that that he caused all of this. Yeah, he went on this journey, and and he's the one who's raised his own expectations to the point where, to the point where they're damaging to him and to others. Yeah, because that's that's the other. I, I mean, I suppose Shakespeare's role in this is he's the equivalent of the news agencies or the TV shows that that. So he's gone. This person is beautiful, and I must broadcast this. It's not a personal admiration. It's a broadcasted admiration so he hasn't he hasn't written these sonnets and gone this is how i feel the this is <coughs> me alone 
these this is a broadcast medium in the time and was probably one of the most powerful broadcast mediums of the age yeah well we, we had the printing press for roughly 100 years at this point in europe yeah so so yeah so, so Shakespeare's made the decision to talk about how beautiful and, and godlike this fair youth is in the in the only way that could be disseminated to a mass audience. So he has he has created this desire for the fair youth. Oh, it's quite he's, interesting. He's... Or oh, parallels between Shakespeare and Fox News. I'm blowing my own brain apart. <laughs> is this just a, just this face, uh, um, sh- Facebook Shakespeare at the origin of uh, the celebrity culture. Wow. Okay. We there there if there are any academics out there now, they are crying tears of, of blood and disgust at us now because we've come to this conclusion, I'm sure. <laughs> no Shakespeare yeah, was we, good. We, we've, we've, we we have our good. reasoning though. I mean, if you have different opinions, email us, tweet us. Yeah. And tell us. I we've been yeah, listening yeah. to you for 96 sonnets so far and disagree with every point you make. I I quite like to have that email. Ah. <laughs> uh, um, would you like to read this out? Or I, I, I keep asking questions. Would you like to read this out? I, I, I don't. No. Okay. I think you should <laughs> read this out. <laughs> or I will do it again backwards. No. Oh God, no. Right, Please so. don't. So it's very weird not seeing you because there's no visual clues, which is kind of strange. That's why it I don't is, like speaking the... to people on the phone. The audio is choppy enough without the without yeah, video, yeah. I think. Sonnet 96. Some say thy fault is youth, some wantonness. Some say thy grace is youth and gentle sport. Both grace and faults are loved of more and less. Thou makest faults graces that to thee resort. As on the finger of a throned queen, the basest jewel will be well esteemed. So are those errors that in thee are seen, to the truth translated, and for true things deemed. How many lambs might the stern wolf betray, if like a lamb he could his looks translate? How many gazers might thou lead away, if thou wouldst use the strength of all thy state? But do not so, I love thee in such sort, as thou being mine, mine is thy good report. Brilliant. That was Sonnet 96 of Shakespeare's Sonnet. I've been Mark Chatterley, and you can follow me on Twitter at inearent. And I've been Thierry Healers, and you can follow me on Twitter at Sound of Seagulls. And we shall see you next time for Sonnet 97. Bye bye. Bye. You've been listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets with Mark Chatterley and Thierry Hellis. This has been an in-ear entertainment podcast. To listen to other podcasts or find out more about in-ear entertainment, go to www.inearentertainment.com.